Yeah, no, I'll, I'll talk close. Yeah, I should get closer to the mic. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing. A lot of people that, like, don't do music at right. all will be like, yeah, and so I'm like, hello. I'm like, and then mine is so loud, and I have to, like, mix it differently. So you're the one that edits it afterwards? Yes. You do all the cutting and stuff? I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. The cutting is, like, not that hard. It's the volume control, yeah. which I'm sure I could find a way to, like, automate something. Automate it, but I don't really know how. Yeah. Talk so to I the s- podcast kings and queens of the world. <laughs> exactly. I should join a Facebook group. Oh, <laughs> uh, I feel like we're very uh, far. I know. Away. We are kind of far. <laughs> yeah, let me scoot a little closer. <laughs> and, like, directly. Yeah. Like, I'll be off to the side. Directly across. It's like an awkward first date. I know. I wish this, like, couch. My were. walls are up. <laughs> True. So where are you from? Oh, I was just telling my roommate. I was like, Bastion, I feel like, is the place that's... Every time I go to Bastion... There's like seven first dates. I'm like, all of the people sitting at this bar met on an online on dating an online app dating tonight app. Yep. or earlier this week. Because when I go order a drink at Bastion, every time all I hear is, so like, when did you move to Nashville? Uh, and I'm just God, like, I want to die. I mean, I guess this is a good place to take a first date, except for the yeah. fact that now it's the place where everyone is taking their first date and it's right. just a room full of first dates and then me eating nachos. <laughs> <laughs> like what what if there was a bar for online dating? Oh, that would be terrible, would be terrible. because they people would use it. Oh yes. wait, no, they're doing that. I no way. So Nashville, my friend was telling me that now, of course, like there is a um they're trying to do like everything in one to where there's gonna be an app, an online dating app, I don't know which one mm-hmm. that's basically like sponsored or connected to a hotel okay and a bar Ew, i a know hotel? it's terrible it's God, terrible that's presumptuous so that it, no no but literally it's terrible <laughs> yeah. it's so that you can like go through the same place all of it in one place which is basically being like the people that are going to be using it are using it knowing like you can book a room through it as well yeah, yeah it i'm not a fan of it but that no. they are starting to do that so you're like on the app you like match with someone, you talk with someone and then like, I think it gives the, the option you can, of like, you can book a room. Then it's like at Ugh. the end, it might be like, do you want to book a room now? Yeah. And then you can just go through it, Ugh. which is just like heinous. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, I mean, it, no comment, no right. comment. <laughs> Diplomatic response. Yeah. Dipl- yeah. I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'll say stuff and then I'll be like, I, I didn't mean and, and so whoever I'm with. They're like, it wasn't offensive what you did. I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm just making sure. Yeah, I just wish we could all agree to just get, like, everyone gets off the apps and just oh, yeah. meets in person I, again. I have lots of opinions, but I'm not going to share them here. Let's let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I share them with people who I know know my heart. Yes, I right. I know my heart for people. Yeah. Love that. Ultimately, <laughs> I still think I'm right. Yeah. But I know, I, I understand the other perspective, but yeah. I still think... There's no way that your identity can't get wrapped up in it. And there's no way that I think you can do it while healthily while healthily viewing yourself and healthily viewing other people. I don't yeah. think it's possible. I Even agree. though people are like, I know someone that interacts with it really healthily. I'm like, uh, I still think yeah. that no matter what, you your self-worth is going down and your judgment of other people is escalating yes. yeah it would I, I mean me i would be very susceptible to i mean right. i did it like as an experiment to kind of test this out mm-hmm. and literally it was the most stressful six hours of my life wait like you went on an yeah, app yeah it? yeah and it wasn't ju- like full disclosure it was like partially as like the oh, i'm doing this experiment but right, then but also, also like yeah, you, you know have a date. yeah totally <laughs> yeah and so but like 
it's like within the six hours one because of the fact of how hardcore i knew i was judging and swiping all that i was like that means people are doing that to me so then then you get hyper obsessive over like one oh my gosh people are doing this to me yeah and deeming me as like via this picture not or this answer it's just the most yeah anyway i agree and then even once like someone had engaged with me Mm -hmm. it was like then like a panic attack ensuing right because then it's like how much do you talk on here like are are we gonna meet up then like if i meet up with you am i gonna do am I going to meet the standard of the idea you've already made up in my mind? Cause you've exactly. been able to make up an idea about me before you've ever met me, which True. is just like, yeah, you can do that via social media. But when I know you're actively trying to do it, yes. And have chosen me somehow as like worthy over these other candidates. But then also it creates the illusion of like, there's always more options. Yes. And so even if you're chatting with me, I feel like if I do one thing that is a slight, like, Oh, I don't know. Or like, oh, her nose is this way. You know, I have all the options in my hand yeah. that I could just keep swiping until I feel like I find exactly. one. That, and it's just like, I would even do that where it's like, you feel like you have complete control of the universe in your hand with those things. Where yeah. it's like, there's always a be- better option. So I'm going to keep swiping. People have enough issues with that without the app. Exactly. Anyway, that was a segue. <laughs> and no, that was great. I'm much more fired up about it. Please don't feel like you can't talk to me <laughs> if you have ever used an online dating app. Yeah. It's really not a judgment, judgy thing. No, it's I a, mean, for your sake. Yes, yes. I, I have used it. it and it's like. Like I have is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. And it's been like fine. But after like I go through the process and then like yeah. have a drink with someone or get and then I'm like wow, I don't want to do that for like Every. eight more months. And then I do it again and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. wait, and I then hate I'm like, my life I again. I hate this. Yeah. It's horrible. And like, Such high I think I've said this on here before because it makes me sound really smart, but someone said, uh, okay, so I think about the people that actually did meet on dating apps and like are normal. Oh, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, but that happened to them. But then I think about that anecdotal evidence is not the plural of data totally right and so you think about the exception even though that happened to them mm-hmm. i still and i'm speaking for people <laughs> i still think that they probably had many moments of yeah. high anxiety oh, and for sure. of their self-worth and their view of other people getting affected by it yeah for sure and yeah you ended up in the place you wanted to but still i just want to end up there without all of that anxiety that caused yeah me, i agree so. So meet us in person. That's meet us, what we're meet saying. Meet me in person. Yeah. Get off yeah. them apps. Anyway. So sorry if you're one of the people in the six hours that I completely ghosted <laughs> because I deleted the app within two seconds of you messaging me. Yep. Yep. It's I'm okay. sure you're great and there's no qual. You know, right. I'm not judging you about you being on the app. Exactly. I just think you can't take that personally. Yeah. It's like, it's not like someone you know that you ghost. Yeah, you know. It, yeah, it was for the sake of my sanity, right? It's it was me, not you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we have Kayla Caballero in the stud today, and she is a fan of monologue. I am. It's so exciting. Here. She's a listener now. She's a guest. Um, so what if I paid you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she Venmoed me like ten bucks. <laughs> And just said, please. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, I, well, I reached I out to take bribes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just so you know, I take bribes. <laughs> Buy me a drink. You can be on my podcast. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, we're Kayla and I met at Belmont. But weren't Except really friends. I don't really know no. when or where. <laughs> no, I don't know when and where. And we weren't friends really until mm-hmm. till post-grad. So that's kind of fun. Because that's kind of rare. I feel right. like. Not in know? a weird way. It was no. like, I never thought anything bad. Never thought anything. Like, just, no. you know, distant enough to where we didn't know anything. What if we discovered, like, in this <laughs> conversation? You know. I thought I was just like, never really, you know. <laughs> it was like, I knew who she was. She knew who I was. Right. Yeah. End of the story. End of story. Um, And I... I think I have a memory of us talking in a Beeman that I'm going to bring up later, I but love that, it, hope, I it may have, you, it may have been someone else. <laughs> <laughs> so I might cut it out. I have a good memory. So I'll, I'll be able to verify okay. or nullify that information. Perfect. Perfect. So, well, first of all, your last name is Caballero. I love how you always say Caballero because no one else says it that Well, way. I had a, my like <laughs> best fifth grade teacher was named Mr. Caballero and we called him Mr. C. <laughs> But yes. what do they they say caballero? Caballero, yeah. No. Just the English way versus the Spanish way, but you make me sound much more Latina. Yeah, girl, I, I grew love. up in Texas. Like I know how to pronounce those words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> caballero <laughs> is a cowboy, right? It's a cowboy yeah. or a knight or a gentleman. It's on all of the Spanish bathrooms for men. Oh. And that's probably where people have seen it. That's why I'm always confused. I'm like cowboy. Los caballeros. Yeah. yeah. It's like just the general term for man gotcha in Span- for in men Spanish. or you know all of that cool yeah. so do you have spanish origins or spanish yes spanish cool do you know where in spain um it's the south of spain but i don't know okay what country it's like great grandparents gotcha so cool have you been there have Isn't and i think great? barcelona is definitely of some sorts a accurate reflection of me is it where it is very carefree you know artsy zesty, but then also artsy sacred yeah like reflective and i would say my friends play this game where you have to um give each person a city or country Ooh. and the person who's getting pinned as that can't speak and can't defend or justify they just have to receive whatever it is the collective group and the collective group has to agree on it whoa and they chose barcelona for me cool and i was content with it yeah i think that's i think barcelona is a little more wild than i am but you know overall i think i think culturally culturally yeah yeah, traditionally and culturally i see it yeah and aesthetically and my last name's caballero as monica would say (laughs) as i would say i'm saying it right caballero is like if you really want to get into caballero yeah see yeah what if you did that game and someone was like you're iraq (laughs) (laughs) i know i here's the thing is like i knew that that wouldn't happen to me but people that say are really poised yeah it's like in the brainstorming process is when you offend people. Because I feel yes. like you never land on something that, no. whoa. But right. brainstorming people are just throwing anything out to try and get to a happy medium. Yeah. I've never heard Iraq thrown out, <laughs> thankfully. Thankfully. Oh, man. Yeah, I I have some people guess my – well, actually, no. My friend Kendall used to ask everyone, what do you think Monica's ethnicity is? And, mm-hmm. and now I kind of do it because – Are you French? So – I am German. Really? Yeah. Mm. But I have some Jewish in my okay. lineage. So I think that's where, you know, dark hair and everything. 
um, and Hungarian. I see that. Yeah. Well, I see <laughs> that. Do you? I don't even know what I Hungarian looks like. I have no idea. I said that and I was. You said speaking. that completely genuinely. I have no idea what a Hungarian. Hungarian that's what I was going to say. Person looks like. I feel like with Spanish, like, it annoys me when someone, like, orders guacamole at a restaurant. Oh, I'm like, just order guacamole. <laughs> order, you know. Who do you hang out with? That I don't know. Guacamole. <laughs> guacamole. I mean, they don't say it. They're just, like, walk. They say it, like, they're in like, an American accent. They're, like, uh, puedo tener uh, salsa yeah. fresca. Right. I mean, if they said the whole if thing. If they say the whole thing, great. it's fine. But, can but I, I feel have- like with names, like, yeah. you should say Spanish. But, I mean, I guess it's up to you. My family doesn't, and they so don't. it doesn't matter oh, to okay. me. It's, like, we're – my parents mm-hmm. don't know Spanish. So okay. it's not, gotcha. like, a not respecting the cultural the ancestors. And they can probably sense it. They can probably yeah. sense she's not an authentic Latina, <laughs> so I'm going to go with – but I, I – respect the fact that you think i'm a lot yeah well and i just wouldn't even think to say caballero (laughs) (laughs) i just think you fifth grade teacher yeah he was the best he took us to spain there you go fifth grade well no so yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah fifth grade you know took us to the clubs now we we were in his like fifth grade home group home room class and he was our favorite and we did like every friday he brought in like spanish food he's from honduras oh, okay cool. um he bring in like pan dulce and tres leches and all this and stuff guacamole. and guacamole <laughs> <laughs> and then he told us like when we're in high school he's gonna take us to spain and we're like okay mr z like sure oh that's amazing yeah and then he also taught ninth grade and i didn't have him but he came on one of our trips and just approached like his favorite students and was mm-hmm. like i'm organizing a spain trip and we all went that's and it was awesome. awesome yeah it was cool so, but you are from New Orleans. Yes. Okay. I don't think I know anyone from New Orleans. There are, I think about, at least that went to school with us, there yeah. were two other people okay. in our grade that went to school in New Orleans with me, or three, sorry, there were four of us. Um, but yeah, it's not that many people, I feel like, are here from New Orleans. Yeah. We got a lot of Texas, Pennsylvania, Ohio, like Ohio, a lot of everywhere, California. honestly, California, Colorado, but no, not a lot of Louisiana no. boys and girls. Not a lot of rep. Mm-mm. A lot of Creole rep. Mm-mm. Yeah. Did you like growing up there? I did. I think I was always the person that never saw myself living there growing yeah. up, which I think I never felt resentful towards it because I never felt like someone who was boxed into their hometown by any means. Yeah. Like, a, I got to get out because I always knew I wasn't. I always thought I wasn't going to come back. Yeah. Um, and so I just kind of enjoyed it while I was there and I love having it as a hometown to visit. So fun to visit. Amazing food. Very, I see so many parts of myself now from living in New Orleans that are, I'm, I've definitely been formed by the city. Very like laissez faire, Mm -hmm. relaxed, um, just like friendly, trusting of people, you know, I see a lot of that in me probably from living in new orleans totally pretty open door policy and i'm the most like my friends say you are very gifted at making yourself at home somewhere (laughs) (laughs) when they're like and i mean that as a compliment even though people have probably misunderstood it like i won't do it with a strange i'll I'll try to read the room obviously But if it's someone that I feel like we should have the relationship where we're like heart connected, then I'm just like, okay, we're going to act like family then. So like when I walk in, I'm going to open your fridge. Right. I'm going to put my feet on the couch. I love that. And 
I'll take direction. If someone says, hey, don't put your feet on the couch, I'll be like, right. great. Yeah. I'll I respect the rules of your home. Yeah. That's great. I feel know. like more people should be like that. New Orleans is very like that. Like, no one would ever question things that other people would question. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've seen both sides of New Orleans because I went to, I visited Tulane with my family. Okay. And I was like a junior in high school. So we did like the like architecture stuff and like mm-hmm. the pretty stuff and then i've gone on like a bachelorette party oh, <laughs> so yeah. I've, I've seen i've never experienced that side of me. oh it's a lot i don't ever want to do it again um yeah. it is fun but but just beyond that i feel like yeah i definitely got that from yeah visiting there that everyone's super friendly and like diverse and accepting and yeah it's great and i honestly loved the fact that i know new orleans as a kid yes because my understanding of new orleans is much more holistic yeah than most people's because most people would go there for the sake of a bachelorette party or mardi gras yes. and only know the element of new orleans that yes exists yeah. but it's as if like people only had a framework of nashville as broadway exactly which nashville is which a lot of people do only have that understanding right. of nashville unfortunately right? yeah but new orleans is just so much more than that so oh, many yeah. cool pockets so much yeah it's just a great great city all yeah. around yeah and do you, i feel like some people say there's like dark energy in yeah New there definitely is yeah but i feel like i think that's everywhere yeah. you know yeah i think just the reasoning for people visiting new new orleans is a lot of times to engage with that totally um but it's like i feel it in certain areas just like i feel it in certain areas of nashville or yeah. feel it in certain areas of like never been in nebraska but i'm sure nebraska <laughs> it's got some so, dark shit you know if yeah. people are doing inviting weird things in then yeah i believe that they're gonna be there exactly so. well cool so what kind of high school did you go to and who were you in Ooh, high school fun question yeah. monica oh my thinking about this today yeah so i not a lot of people know this mm. well anyone who wouldn't know me well doesn't know this i went to an all-girls catholic high school you did Mm -hmm. um and best thing that ever happened to me really um so i think the reason why i've been able to make it through majority of my life feeling comfortable in my own skin is Mm -hmm. because i grew up going to an all-girls Catholic high school that was very much so like picture those summer camps like granola summer camps that girls go to where it's just everybody's sisters you're just messy bun no makeup no shaved legs like just you are you and you're bonding and it's you more so get judged if you are putting effort in really not. that's so interesting um in like honestly it nobody even got judged because everyone was so lax that yeah. it was just we had a uniform every day and you know doc martin's plaid brown skirt yep big brown sweater and so it's just the there's so much lack of comparison because yeah. everybody truly looks the same like yeah. we all look like girls that are in frumpy sweaters and plaid skirts and messy yep. buns and acne and glasses you know like we all look the it same. levels the playing field totally levels the playing field and you just don't uh, you don't ever think about those things that no. if i would have been at a co-ed school where you pick out your outfit every day oh my goodness like honestly when i got to college i remember like 
I would just go to class in my sweatpants with a messy bun yeah. and people would always be like, oh, it cracks me up. You just like stroll in with your messy bun and not in an offensive way. They were like, how do you do that? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. I've never had to put thought into what I wear to go to class yes. ever. I didn't understand those people And either. like, I just, but I also started succumbing to the insecurity of like, I'm in a room with guys now. I've never... Yeah. And especially when you're a freshman at Belmont and you're like, and I'm going to meet my husband in this right. class. Yeah. In freshman year. But seminar. also I'm like, but I want them to see me how I look when I'm just exactly. for who I am. Right. But my friends one time they were like, oh, it was brutal. Like imagine in math class going up to the board in high school, everybody's in jeans. And you're knowing when I go up to that board, yeah. all these guys can see my butt in these jeans. And I was just. Like that is, oh my gosh, I hate that. Yeah. I hate that because I never, that never once crossed my mind growing up. Yeah. And it was just, it was awesome because I think there's plenty of times in life where like romantic relationships and all of those things or interactions can just torture your mind. And I, even though they did still obviously I was a teenager right even though they did come in it was like for the two hours I was at a football game on Friday right. not <laughs> every second time. of every day I just felt so shielded from all of that yeah and I feel like I am just able to be more comfortable in my own skin because of that yeah experience I don't feel like it I don't know I go back and forth because I I went to a prep school with a uniform yeah. but it was co-ed yeah and it wasn't um but honestly religious. uniform helps so, so much. much because you can be like like i know like clothing is a self-expression or whatever but when you're just like going about your day like yeah you can throw something on and still be like your individual self, oh yeah and self-expression great. you could find it in other like it's like yeah. i feel like my personality would not nearly it wouldn't have developed as much no. just because you're developed yeah you are you're developing expression in so many ways and at that time of life, I just think it was really great that it was only like social and mental and, you know, those kinds of things that were developing yeah. and not, I mean, my style probably suffered, but everybody's did. So, right. And I still had my own, like I was notorious for the girl who always wore huge floral headbands, <laughs> you know, like yeah, some people they had like the piercings or the cool nail polish right. or whatever or their converse their converse day. yes yeah. me it was like you look like you're wearing a shower loofah on your head <laughs> because you love flower headbands yeah in chunky bracelets like yep. you yep. still have your ways of oh totally your own thing coming out and yeah it's just not consuming and so it was great exactly but you know that was my high school experience really grateful for it honestly. yeah no that's awesome so you were kind of you're a ladybird what you is see, that? Have you seen Lady oh, Bird the movie? Oh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh. People tell me I have to see it. You have to see it because, I mean, just number one, it's such a good movie, but there's so many things to relate to. Yeah. Even though, like, we weren't a teenager in, like, 02. It's still yeah. not that different, but, like, <clears throat> she goes to an all-girls Catholic totally. school. She does theater. Like, there's yeah, just so many. Yeah, and I many. did theater. Yeah, so people same. have been like, you gotta. You gotta. I mean, the first, I mean, I laughed throughout, but I was so glad I saw it with my sister <laughs> first because we just laughed for, like, the first 20 minutes. Right. We're just, like, everything just yeah. nailed it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when did you start, you know, being interested in music and yeah. did you start writing in high school or what? So I was, a, it was, um, growing up, I was super into athletics actually. Yes. Um, but only not as a, not like as a high school athlete, as a tween, I was super into yeah, it. Yeah, no, same. So and then I kind of like, had to let it go. Yeah, yeah. I had my Troy Bolton moment yeah. where I 
told the varsity basketball coach freshman year, mm-hmm. I got to pick this or musical theater. Yep. <laughs> and I've always been interested in it. And I just, you know, I've always done athletics. So I'll just, and I think I'm good. So I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then I auditioned for the play. Had to quit the team first, auditioned for the play and didn't even make it. Like no. wasn't even in the chorus or ensemble. Just, I was a freshman. Right. Didn't it's, make it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I made like crew my I first didn't even, play. I didn't make anything. Yeah. Um, I was so terrified. I mean, yeah. terrified. I remember that's the only time. Honestly, in my entire life that I remember being truly like, nervous, terrified stage presence, like yeah. eyebrows quiver, knees shake. I eyebrows sang, quiver. Oh, my eyebrows quiver so bad. <laughs> my, at Belmont for one of my vocal classes, I remember them quivering when I had to sing too, but I think it's because boys were in the room. Oh, yeah. Which was a different thing Which you might have just me. been like winking at them. <laughs> no, they were <laughs> quivering. It, did, it didn't look like a wink. And I'm not a great winker either, so that would have been worse. <laughs> Um, but I sang I Wonder by Kelly Pickler oh, for wow. my musical theater audition Why? because I knew nothing about theater. Yeah. I knew nothing about music mm-hmm. uh, other than watching American Idol with my family. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was and our so compass. That was, yes, that was the <laughs> compass. And so I just, I had no frame of reference and I thought that the only way to do music was musical theater. Okay. New Orleans wasn't yeah. a big, like... Ooh, like singer songwriter. Like right. it was jazz it's music jazz or and musical. theater. Yeah. And so <laughs> I was like, I can't be a jazz musician because <laughs> that shit's I'm hard. Like, it's so hard, and I'm way behind <laughs> in learning all these instruments. Yeah. So I'll just do theater. Yeah. And I oftentimes look back and think, like, man, I wish I used fundamental years where I had all that free time. Yeah. To be writing and to be mastering all these instruments and right. knowing how to do logic. Right. Like production. Like literally. Damn it. Yeah. But also that wasn't even that big. I didn't even have a laptop back then. Right. Kids and that are now freshmen. Mm-hmm. It's like them. They. That's true. They all are mega producers by like 16 (laughs) yeah but also like we were doing so much other stuff so i wouldn't have had time no i wouldn't have had time but i'm saying maybe i would have opted out of some of the things that i did and instead done you know like taken a i don't know but oftentimes i think back like man i wish i would have used high school that valuable time not that i had as leftover time but maybe chosen that instead because i'd be so much more qualified now right um, but hindsight's 2020 totally. right yeah and honestly something that my best friends and i were talking about yesterday or the day before is we feel so much shame as like 20 something year olds learn like learning a skill that we think the only time to learn it was before we were 18 yeah like if i were to say oh yeah i really want to get better at piano so i'm taking piano lessons there's this weird shame about saying it because i feel like i should have already mastered it or everything that i am carrying forth in life in in like a hot that could be perceived as a hobby right i should have the only time that it seems okay to do it is like pre-22 which is crazy which is crazy I had the same thought because I met up with a a friend of mine that does music that I hadn't seen in forever and she is a DJ Mm -hmm. and makes a lot of money doing that I'm like oh I should do that and then I was like but it's too late to learn that I'm like no it's who totally who told you that totally yeah it's crazy and so even that's been such a battle with me and instruments because I never I, I mean I can get I can 
survive with piano because I know chords and I know the number system and all of that. But in terms of like me holding my own, if I was just playing me and my songs and wanting them to sound how I would like them to sound. Yeah. It's like I want to be better at the piano or better at the electric guitar. Which I feel like you're really good at working on that, though. Well, we were talking about it because my friends were like, you feel I feel like you've crossed that shame barrier. And I was like, I'm actively telling people because I have so much shame around it that okay. I've just decided yep. to start being like, I need to just just speak it, speak it yep. so that it'll go away. So good. And obviously it's working if my friends are like, oh, but you actually do it. And I'm like, yeah, it's taken me like six years of not taking guitar lessons or not like saying, hey, I suck at the electric. And right. so I learned this one cool part that I'm going to play, play over, and over, and over, over and over and over and over again. Yep. Because that's what everyone did when right. they were 12 yeah but i'm just like it's happening for it's me happening when now. i'm 24 right feels more embarrassing because it feels like it was only allowed when i was 12 yeah which is so stupid it's so stupid and i see you doing that and that makes me think oh i need to get better at the guitar and she's doing that so right. i can go do it so right. it's, it's contagious it's good thank you You're i appreciate welcome. that my friend was like i saw that and i want to start learning the harp and i was like i fully support you that's learning so the harp cool. i don't think that's stupid at all no and it's crazy because in our minds we think people are going to be like oh that's embarrassing she's taking piano lessons <laughs> right but if anyone told me hey i'm trying to get better at this thing yeah no one would ever think wow they're lame wow. for right. trying to work on <laughs> something that they want to improve they love. yeah it's just it's crazy but you know there it is yeah so no i did not write and <laughs> you did not well write. yes and no like i i didn't actively but when i go home now and like look when my parents were cleaning up my childhood room turning mm-hmm. into the guest room right. i'm an adult whatever yeah. i found a songbook from when i was like 12 13 10 yep. probably 10 to 13 and i was like oh i wrote songs all the time yeah and i could remember some of the melodies yeah you just didn't know that you're i didn't writing know them. that i was writing them yeah because i wasn't writing them thinking that they were going to be recorded and right. then like released i was just writing them as an expression of that moment i guess yeah and other than that i just remember those songs and then trying to be able to sing Jesse J runs. Yes. What a great uh, thing to live up to. Like, wait, did you watch her? Like, it was called Pre like, Bang Big Bang. White, yes. Big White Room. Yes. It was on Big YouTube. White Room. And it was very poor quality. Yes. But she's singing her yes. butt off. And yeah. Yes. So and good. I would like timidly so make close all the doors of like my room and then my bathroom <laughs> and be like four yeah. doors outside of the public sphere. Yep. And I would just try and nail them yeah and there was one song about like imperfections or something yes um i don't remember i know exactly it was and it was a slower one yeah it was i know exactly what you're talking about and it was this i would try to sing it yeah so badly specifically jesse J. yep and that's really my only memory of engaging with music outside of musical theater. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you look at those notebooks? Like, what were you writing about? <sighs> Same things I write about now. Yeah. <laughs> no, Boy- that was half a joke. Boys and Jesus. Half a joke. But <laughs> honestly, like, I looked back and one of them was like, um, you're not the... <laughs> one of them was like, 
you're not the girl who, <laughs> who keeps the windows rolled up and oh. like you're the one who like rolls them down and sticks your arm out and yes and, and feels, feels the, the wind, wind and lets the wind rope flow through your hair beautiful that's who you are <laughs> so it was so all cute. like <laughs> same when i said same thing it was a half a joke but also like all identity you know right. and like and me that's being not like, like bad no like we could write that now no, i could write it now and it'd be less mm-hmm. cheesy right of course but it was you know same same heart yeah it's always been the little like identity girl so yeah. that's what i was singing about right yeah identity <laughs> big thing <laughs> uh what was your favorite musical that you're in i thought i was in yeah um let's see or like favorite role or whatever. my favorite role mm-hmm. um i really liked being um in anything goes i played who sutton foster played yes and so, so that good. was a fun role because i got to dance too yeah um i think it was the most empowering role i was in yes. where i felt like i was thriving at it yeah because it wasn't a super serious acting role yeah. but it was like songs that i really actually enjoyed sass yeah. but like not yeah it wasn't an intimidating role yeah we almost did that show yeah and i probably would have played that part and my cousin would have played uh the really dancer yeah, one. yeah 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 that would have been fun but yeah it's a great show that's probably the best shape of my life i've ever been into right? intense tap dancing yeah mm-hmm. yeah i so i i was the same as you i gave up basketball freshman really? year yep to do did you do theater. travel basketball and stuff no i did like i played like a league before yeah. you know we had it at school we had it starting seventh grade yeah so seventh and eighth grade it was like that's how really it was intense. for me sixth through eighth grade that was my life right yeah what position i was a shooting guard i was a two or a three nice I was a shooting guard i was a point guard oh because i was good like ball handling and i was also very short Shorter, so i couldn't yeah. have been anything else but I yeah gave it up to do musical theater and then they switched the seasons junior year so I got to go back oh and it was fun because I was so behind and right. I didn't care about it anymore and so right. I literally played on like JV and varsity and oh, so I, love that. I was like playing the whole game of JV with like yeah. the ninth graders and then would like kind of play on varsity and it was it's great. hilarious because even that I nowadays regret and I'm like oh man I wish I just like would be I wish I could be an amazing athlete so yeah. that when people are playing recreationally right now right. I could just be like the girl that's whoa yeah amazing we should shoot hoops together i shoot that's yeah i still i still find a court it's very therapeutic for me you it know is. i'm at a low when it's like i feel so restless and i don't know what to do where to go and yes. so then i end up shooting hoops because right. i'm like i've called everybody and i yeah. don't know what to do so i'll just go past time shooting hoops. yeah and i want to be outside yeah. and it's you can play i'm music. not just on a treadmill like doing the same damn thing sure. i'm like running around and it's great for sure love it yeah yeah go basketball you know musical journey wasn't really i guess it existed in high school but yeah not in most people's way of like yeah you know you know i just was writing in high school no i didn't it wasn't a big part singing was but music wasn't okay yeah so what did you what did you come to belmont for i came um for so context i was very smart in high school Mm -hmm. and so I thought that um, I was the colleges I was applying to. It was all like highly ranked colleges, but then the few music schools as well. Yep. And so I thought if I'm going to one of the music schools, it better be to be doing music or else it looks like I'm just not going to great whatever. Right. And for all of you who go to Belmont, Belmont's an amazing school, but the pressure I was under was like, 
you know, private school in New Orleans where people were either going to the state school or they were applying to, you know, all of those schools. And so um, I visited Belmont and visited Nashville particularly and just like how I said in New Orleans, I kind of always felt like New Orleans wasn't my home. Yeah. When I was in Nashville that weekend visiting, it was like this is I just feel more like myself here cool and it was a terribly rainy weekend it was one of those january february weekends yep. it was gross it wasn't like i was smitten by the amazing quad at belmont <laughs> sunshine it right. was like pouring down rain and gross yeah but i just felt i think i felt really connected spiritually just to i don't even know what but but it just felt like home and so from that moment forward i thought okay so if i'm going there one I think it seems super cool to be doing music and terribly insecure music city, terribly insecure, but also like, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. Um, Oh, I was so (laughs) intimidated. Yeah. (laughs) And so I started off studying commercial voice. Is that what the major? Yeah. Commercial voice. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we're so far removed from it now, but it's wild that that I even have, because at that season of like high school, Kayla, it's like, Oh, I know what it is. Right. I know everybody in Phoenix. Yes. I know everybody (laughs) in all these groups. Right. Belmont kids. Oh yeah. Phoenix was the The, um, top dog vocal group. Yeah. The vocal group. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I started as that for about two weeks. (laughs) (laughs) and then after like two weeks I know my personality and I knew the personality of all the people around me yeah and I was like I will if in my mind I thought to do music it was very much so people who wanted to be pop stars or like artists yes and so I didn't even know about the songwriting major. Yeah. I didn't even know that it was under so wraps. underground. Yeah. Everybody was talking about commercial voice. Right. Yeah. And I was like, well, well because quick. I, I auditioned for commercial voice right. I was, and I didn't get in. <laughs> and then I got into songwriting and I was like, oh, oh come cool. On, Monica. I know. <laughs> so you got the better. You got I know. And I didn't even know it. I got to school. And I, I was thinking commercial voice was super competitive and songwriting, they like took everybody. And then they're <laughs> no. like, no, there's like 30 songwriting majors. I was like, oh, sweet. And I didn't even know it existed yeah. or else I would have applied, except I had no songs other than my ones that I wrote when I was 13. <laughs> right. But the, I, maybe I would have. the window song. Maybe I would have written one that would have been yeah. subpar enough to be in it. I oh, don't know. yeah. The songs I submitted are what I would not play now. But all that to say, I'm, <laughs> I, I remember getting to Belmont and commercial voice was like, I don't know. I don't want to be. What is I don't this? Want this? Yeah, it was just a bunch of people that wanted to be pop star, and that's great, but yeah. not who I am at all. No, I am like not the girl that's like wearing her four inch heels and like going to networking things no. and like not care, just getting like all these musicians to play for her and sing cover song. I was yeah, just no. like, I none of this isn't that. There's no ex- there. I don't feel connected to any of this. Yeah. Plus, I was like, I'm the girl in like my Chaco. I wasn't Chacos, but whatever. <laughs> Is the version of that at the time. Yeah. That was just like, if this is what you need to succeed here, I definitely don't, nor will I ever have it. Right. And so I was like, I'm just going to totally change directions and maybe I'll be like an A&R girl. I have good taste and I'll go work in the music I'll work in the biz. (laughs) (laughs) Which also is so not my personality. No. Because you have to like, again, like be aggressive and and be aggressive. And so I was just like everything you have to be aggressive and assertive for and i'm the most like just won't bang down doors 
just I'm I'm a really good um yeah <laughs> Monica is spilling our rosé <laughs> I'm a really good I say follower in terms of like I'm a really good I love teamwork collaboration I if someone opens the door I'll walk through it and I have a lot of vision yes but I'm not the person that is going I can't I'm a terrible salesman or whatever yeah. just because and I need to work on the whole like that those elements aren't bad. I just I they resist don't everything that's you. not organic and natural and yeah. authentic. Right. Truly. The, are you you're a three wing four right? or four wing three. Or it's four always wing three. up for debate. But both yeah. of them, all it is is like authenticity. Yes. At the core. And it's a curse because the three is so inauthentic. <sighs> yes, so you know, but I see it in myself until yeah. I actively resist it. Right. But it, part of you is like good at being like a salesperson. Doing oh yeah, that. I but know. But the I core could. of you is not. So it's you're like, like that's ah. not good. So yeah. I'll actively do the opposite, which exactly. is why half this podcast has been me talking about how laissez-faire I am, <laughs> right? <laughs> because my whole life was probably an active resistance against. Like I know that I could do all of this. Yeah. But it's not who I am. Yep. So yep. I'm actively going to do the opposite. Uh, I'm actively yes. going to downplay. I'm act like all the things. Yeah. And so you're speaking to yeah. the choir here. Yeah. We, yeah. And so uh, that was not a great environment for me because it's overthinking everything, questioning motives constantly, you know, just all of that. All and right. I was like, I, this isn't, no. And so I actually thought about transferring and then went home. I uh, was going to transfer and my mom was like, why don't you just go back until the end of the semester? Yeah. Give it till the end of the semester. And if you still feel the same by Christmas, like, we'll we'll talk about it so I went back and that was at fall break or Thanksgiving break or something like that went back and ended up meeting who are literally still my best friends till today oh, in nice. that two-week period Ugh. and thought I am not going to leave now yep um but was un undeclared and then um uh, ended up just studying like uh, I ended up honestly not really making a decision and minoring in two things and getting a major in something that was broad enough to kind of interact with everything cool so yeah just did a little bit of everything it does not matter because it does yeah <laughs> did a little bit of everything yeah yeah I think that's even better than pigeonholing yeah yeah so this is the BMF part <laughs> did oh. you did you try out for Christian Showcase? Yeah, we met there. Okay, that's where, that's I, where we met. That's okay. where I thought we officially met. It's yes. like probably, I have a vivid memory of you from okay. my freshman year. Yikes. Um, I was going up into Patton because <laughs> my best friends lived in the Patton. So did mine. I know yours <laughs> did because I remember seeing you with, I don't know, maybe Ryan. Probably, yeah. Um, And then knowing that y'all were hanging out with all of the songwriting Pembroke boys. <laughs> And yep. me being so jealous <laughs> and thinking, oh, that girl gets to hang out with all of the Pembroke songwriting boys. Oh, my gosh. And like they're going to get to date them. And, you know, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that was like That's for anyone so who goes to Belmont. Yeah, that is like the group that you if you're like a girl or like Christian girl, you're yes. like, oh, I want to be a part of like the songwriting Pembroke. Like, right. Christian boy. Christian hipsters. Like, yes. Yes. That's all you aspire to be a part of. Yeah. And Monica was in. <laughs> she was. She was. And oh. she was in. And so that's all I ever knew of you is that's that so you were funny. one of the people in with like that crew. 
Because that's so funny because I think the same about you. That's what I thought about you, that you were in the in crowd. So everyone but thinks they're in not crowd. in the in crowd. Your in crowd was my cool. In crowd. <laughs> my in crowd wasn't a Belmont thing, I don't think. It, yeah. it was just like a... But we were not... I, I get where you're... People tell me that. They're like, you're yeah. always talking about wanting to be with the in crowd, but people look at you and think <laughs> and you're think in the in think you're in the in crowd, yeah. I'm like... Okay. That's so funny. We all, newsflash, we all think that we're not in the in crowd. Exactly. Anyway, wow. so that's my first memory of you is okay. seeing you, like, you and another girl, like, open the door of, like, the hallway for one of those <laughs> Pembroke guys and me, like, going the other direction of the oh, hallway. Oh, yeah. Us going to, like, do stupid stuff right i don't know i'm what. sure we were doing stupid stuff too. yeah but with boys right and we were and like boys. recording kind of <laughs> yeah y'all were re- yeah you recorded in that elevator yeah, I did record. yeah. yeah we did that and me. i was like wow she is getting to make music and uh and i am like secretly in my dorm room yep. playing the piano same as i do now secretly in my house right waiting for someone to discover it somewhere yeah. well because those were the only people i was comfortable doing it around like yeah but that those were the people. but those were the people they it was were. great yeah Freshman year, Belmont. They were the be- and they're still awesome musicians. Yeah, Corey so. Kilgannon. Yeah, Ryan Scott Travis. Yeah, those are the two main ones, and then the, all their them. friends. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and all the people with it. Yeah. Anyway, Beeman. Dang. So Beeman. Okay, so there's these three four years later is show- then this interaction. Yes. Yeah. There's like these four showcases at Belmont that are really big, and junior year I did pop showcase, and then the next year I was like, I'm just gonna try for Christian because I have Christian music too. Mm-hmm. And you tried out too. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we both did not get in. We made we it to both made it to the live, live auditions. auditions. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the second step. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I was in the Beeman and we started talking about it and I kind of voiced how kind of awkward and weird the judging thing the was. judging thing okay was. when i heard your podcast because i listened to monologue right i was like retweet yeah except mine was kind of worse because they called me a heretic a little bit <gasps> mm, but it's okay that's okay that's what you told me and i was like what and yeah. why did they say that because the, um i have a song that is i believe in spiritual warfare and i have a song that was me talking to the devil mm-hmm. basically being like like screw you right you're not saying like i love you no (laughs) but they were like you're renouncing the devil yes i was renouncing the devil it's called put your lies to sleep cool but the judge whoever it was basically said um well one it was similar like when i heard you talking about the showcases i didn't think that going into that room people were going to be asking me about like my vision of like think even things hearing like worship artists all of that i was just like I can't handle when people are are trying to label me. I think me. lines are so blurred for me mm-hmm. that I don't think that people are actively boxing people in. But I get it. Radio, I guess, does. And so that's yeah. why people ask questions like that. But I don't listen to the radio. No. Streaming, I feel like, has blurred lines where you can totally. just blur and kind of do whatever. And it wasn't really at that point yet. No, like it was it starting to be, but not it really. It wasn't. It was, yeah, that had not really taken off. It was very yeah. much so still like CDs, radio. Yep. And so they were asking me all those kinds of same things. Yeah. And I just felt super weird because I felt like me as a person was, be- it wasn't even like they were evaluating me as evaluating, it, not even me as a, I get like having to evaluate someone as a performer. Yes. As an artist, as but- an artist, but I didn't even feel like I was getting evaluated as an artist. Yeah. I felt like I was getting evaluated as like a human. Yes. And I, I get that those two things can overlap, yeah. but I feel like there, this was a very small context in which to have any opinion on or who you are questions on someone as a human yeah and they weren't mean about it they were just like 
they said something to the extent of like, um, you know, we actually think you're great. La la la. Right. Who knows if that right. was like the pity buffer? I really exactly. don't know. No. But <laughs> they said, um, this one song in particular, it just seems a little bold for you to feel like you can have, for you feel for you to feel like you can talk to, like the enemy like that. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I. I hear you, but also I just fundamentally disagree. Yeah. And so it was just a disagreement. And right. they basically said, <laughs> also I, fundamentally I didn't say that I was crying in the room I because for me, the word, like if you know me at all, like music, I can handle that criticism, but people, my biggest fear is like being misunderstood. Right. Yeah, right. Or like my biggest fear is honestly, like with that, three in me it's just so much of like being the good kid yes. and being yeah perfect right and so for for me to go in that room fully ready for my music or my like confidence yeah. or performance to get critiqued and then all of a sudden it was like hey we think it might be a little heretical right that was like it's like about your identity that was so, like oh my gosh yeah like, what am i doing i just started crying yeah. and, and i was holding back the tears in the room right but so I didn't, I wasn't arguing back and I'm not that kind of person. I'm the person to just take the hits and always think I'm wrong if you tell me I am. Right. And so I heard in, you know, they basically said, you can say a song that they, they and I love this song, but they yeah. were like, have you heard the song No Longer Slaves to Fear? And I was like, yeah, of course I've heard it. Everybody's heard it. It's Justin Bieber's <laughs> favorite song this year. Right. <laughs> um, and so he was, they were just like, that's a way where you can combat spiritual warfare. And I'm like, yeah, it is. This is another way. This though. is my way. Of this is it. my way. Yeah. I'm a really detailed person. Like I just am when I write, I always write very detailed. And so it was in the deep. <laughs> so it was me having a conversation yeah. with the enemy. Like I, you know, like, yeah. I w and so just a very detailed song and. I get it. It wasn't big enough or broad enough to be right. on the radio. But Which, yeah, when it's, it's big and broad, it's not going to be hard hitting. So totally. Like what? But learned lesson is, it was actually from that, that was the first time I ever released music. And it was the most successful song that I had released from that whole That's thing. That's awesome. And the more, probably more reactions at that time in my life, like more reactions I had ever gotten from music, like that specific song yeah, of just ways that it had. Yeah, it's kind of controversial. Yeah, I guess. I didn't even know it was. I mean, not, I don't mean controversial, I thought it was controversial like if you weren't spiritual different. at all, but if yeah. you were spiritual, I didn't think it would be. And no. it, I guess, was. But I never got any like controversial comments besides that guy. It was mostly just people being like, hey, I, you know, whether it be like specifically the enemy it was it was kind of like all those songs like my like fight song yeah. or you know all those things right where it's like oh i feel like i kind of have an anthem against whatever this stupid yeah. enemy thing is right but, so i even felt like um chelsea my friend chelsea wills was my manager for uh -huh. that stint and I remember kind of looking to her like she was my mom. Like, oh, yeah. It was like, I had people are attacking me. What do I do? Totally. <laughs> yes. I felt attacked. Like, I me. did. <laughs> I, in my, one of my best friends was my like manager right. or whatever. It's so fun picking and them. And he went in the room with me and he, he knew, he knew my heart and he knew that I'm the type of person that would have taken the musical criticism and been like, maybe sad, but like, oh yeah, that's great. Cause I would not like it anyway. Right. But this was like, no, I actually think that I'm actively pursuing like righteousness and holiness. And then this person told me this yeah. and now I am, I, I, I'm, I don't, I didn't expect that. And it's so interesting because, and 
yes, there were probably three or four judges for the Christian Showcase, and for pop, there was only one because the other one didn't even show up because pop yeah. music, even, I mean, it's still not very existent here, but it was really non-existent then. Oh, yeah. But her conversation was with me was like, tell me about the inspiration with these lyrics. Like, I love this part. Yeah. I love, you know, we just I like that. had a conversation and love like, that. that's pop. And then like this Christian we genre. We didn't talk about the songs really Yeah, at all. it was like attacking your character and also being like, um, what do you want to be? And I'm like, I'm 21. I don't oh, know. Yeah. I still don't know. Like, chill I'm out. Like, this is the first time I've sung in front exactly. of Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, it <laughs> Yeah. It was crazy. It was the first time I feel like I got a look into, because I didn't know anything about the business side of like music industry probably until that moment. Yeah. And just kind of the, all the opinions that I have on it that I actually probably will save not for this podcast (laughs) because I'm someone that has to provide a gazillion disclaimers and feel like I can explain myself and I don't have the time or space to do that now. (laughs) But yeah, it, it was a wake up call in that sense. For sure. Where yeah, there's just a lot of other things besides the music that people I don't know. But yeah, that was even it wasn't random that I did that. I think for me again, I think things that I had seen in high school as the only means of which to be doing music mm-hmm. were what I thought were the w- ways in which you could be doing it. So yeah. like being a commercial voice major, trying out for the showcase. Those are the things that you think are the avenues from which something is going to happen. And they're not bad things. They're no. great things. Um, neither obviously was my route at all. Right. Um, and it's not a formula. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So you graduate. Graduate. And how was post-grad? Was it scary or was it confusing? So I right before I graduated is the first time that I released music right before I graduated. So, and that was under just Kayla, yeah, right? Kayla. Okay. My cool. name is spelled weird enough to where that's convenient. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I, the whole, um, my almost whole time in college, really my only Avenue in which I had been kind of learning myself and, my community and music, all of it really was um, centered around worship and whether that be, you know, worship with just me and my friends in our house or like these amazing kind of communities that we had that just would go on Tuesday nights every night from like 9 to 1 a.m. Like or leading worship for thousands of people or like just randomly that was a thing that I ended up in that truly like no other way to explain it other than like really God placed me there and it was one of those moments I've had moments where there have just been doors open flung open for me where I've truly not had to do anything and I think that's why I've always been the person to not go crash down doors because I've just witnessed the opposite happen yeah but when I graduated right before I had finally recorded music honestly because people just so many people told me I had to yeah and not in a like you have to out of a good heart we're like you need to do this yeah um and it after enough encouragement I finally did 
but then it was it kind of was one of those things where it felt like it was so late in the game of now I'm graduating that it was like I didn't have the space of college to continue right to have You're the so freedom. popular in college yes <laughs> yes and now you post something now and it's I, like yes oh, I need to like put like, money why into this did, yes, yes. Yeah, like, sucks. why didn't I do this my freshman year yeah. and then take the four years here to have the songs that now I listen back to and are like ah uh, right rather I'm doing it again <laughs> doing it goes it back to that thing of like oh yes. to, to have a starting ground at 22 to listen to your first thing and be like oh gosh at 22 right. versus 14 feels embarrassing which again not true but I just was under that framework and so I thought oh well I don't have the space to do all of the like music stuff now because I'm graduating I have to like get a job and have a real life yeah and so I was just like I went back and forth with what I was going to do when I graduated, took a road, a month long road trip with my best friends to across the country. And then I had majored in kind of nonprofit work, minored in religion and the arts and graphic design. So I just knew I wanted to do something within any of those spheres or music or whatever. Um, I, at the same time, though, in my senior year was just like, well, I can't do music professionally or anything because I'm way too late to that game. So I'll just find another thing that maybe I'll like that I'll be good at um, that'll still feel like it's using the parts of me because I'm not I'm not consumed by music. That's not all that I am. Right. Um, and so I remember being in the shower one day and I just started thinking about my school counselor mm-hmm. and I was like that seems like a cool job. Uh, like you can help people. And I always am asking the questions of who I am I and all of that. Right. And you're just doing that. But then you're also working on a school year calendar. And so I can use summers to record music. Like that's what I thought. Yeah. In my brain. And honestly, people were like, and you would, you'd be good at that. Yeah. You really would be good at that. You're safe presence. You're easy to talk to. You'd be good at that. So I thought, okay, I'll just do that. Um, But you had to get a master's degree for that. Okay. So post-grad for me was this tension of I was getting this master's degree in something that, yes, I do enjoy it and I think I'm good at it. But because of my whole like authenticity thing in me, the whole time I was in grad school considered quitting like 17 times (laughs) because I thought – it wouldn't be true to me unless I was just like going for this it. This is it. You yeah. know? Yeah. I, so I actually, after I accepted um, my admission that summer after the road trip where I felt really connected to life and, and just not have anything about practicalities, yeah. I was like, okay, I'm going to withdraw and I'm just going to wait tables and pursue music, which is totally fine. And yeah. I thought I was going to do that. And then, um, Ended up the day before grad school started contacting them. And I think it was based out of fear of like, I don't know what's next. A lot of people go to grad school for that reason. Yeah. And I think for a while I felt, um, I never told anybody that I was in grad school. Like, because it, one, it felt like a cop out. I think it felt like I was doing it because I was scared to do this other thing Mm -hmm. but also in the same at the same time I was enjoying it and good at it yeah so it was this weird tension of like people would be like I think you're just overthinking it like this is a good thing that you're doing right it's not bad to have another thing that you enjoy that you're good at that provides you income besides like you don't have to be 
you don't have to be waiting tables and like struggling right, to be to going be for artist. music. Yeah. yeah. But I had this tension of like, if I'm not doing that, I'm not doing it. Yep. And so the I whole totally time that. that I like ha- was doing something else mm-hmm. um, and being and like just the whole time that I was doing something else, I think I, I resented it not because I actually didn't like it, but yeah. resented it because I thought that it made me not the real deal or something. Right. Like you, you, you were in the bachelor and you weren't there for the right reasons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it a two year program? Or it was a two year program, but well, a year and a half. Yeah. But I was off for the summer. Cool. In between those, that year and a half. And so, um, so anyway, so I did that and seriously, like the whole time, almost quit multiple times. But then it was like, once you started, it's like, well, now I would have wasted the past eight months if I don't right. just finish this. Yeah. And I enjoy it. Yeah. And I think I'm good at it. And, and it, you're literally 22 and 20, or 23. And it provides like, the means to fine. like, yeah, 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 yeah. It provides the means to like always have access to a career that I actually enjoy that. You yeah. Know, anyway. Yeah. And so. But still, this thing inside of me that was like, oh, you're picking the safe thing. Yeah. You're picking the safe thing. You're picking the safe thing. Um, And at that same time that I was in grad school, I had started dating someone that still had a year left of school. And mm-hmm. so I think that made me more okay with staying too. And so, and yeah. And so I think I just, I ended up, I'm grateful now. During when I was in grad school, I thought the whole time, like, I'm a phony and I don't want anyone to know this. I'm a now I'm like completely open talking about it <laughs> because I am a school counselor two and a half days a week. And awesome. last year I did it full time, but I do it two and a half days a week. And the other days I spend writing and recording. But I love it. Like, yeah. seriously, I love it because music can become this just idol that it can be so consuming. Yeah. And I love that I have to have something else to identify me as. Yes. Even though, like, neither, like, yeah, my identity is not neither of those things. Right. But just because I care so much about what people think, like, I yeah. love the fact that, again, the, like, you know, the, you know, the thing inside of you, like, can be the phony. And right. so I actively resist. And so I have this thing that causes me to actively resist yep. being known as, like, oh, she does, like, music full time. Right. Or whatever it right. is. Which, if there's a season that I do that, th- that'll be great. But honestly... It's like Big Magic, if you've ever read that book. Mm-mm. Oh, my gosh. Monica, you've never read it? I've never read it. you got to read it. Okay. It's the author who – it's on creativity. But okay, cool. The woman who wrote Eat, Pray, Love. She actually uh, talks about after Eat, Pray, Love became a New York Times bestseller. Yeah. She's, like, set. She doesn't need any other income right. at this point. And so she felt like she was known as an author. Yeah. So she had to be, like, writing a book. Yeah, and this so is what I do. I am an author. I am an author. Yep. Or like I am a songwriter, yes, so, so I must I must be songwriting. Yep. So she was like, I'm known. My identity is known as an author. Mm-hmm. So she felt like she was starting this other work. Yeah. Because sh- that's who she is. Yeah. But then there's there's this like thing where she was battling all of that. This doesn't feel authentic. It feels like I'm doing this because I have to have a follow up to this other book. Yeah. It doesn't actually feel inspired. Mm -hmm. So she actually got a job. I don't know if it was waiting tables. It was a, she just got a job Mm -hmm. because she was, (laughs) 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 because even though she didn't need one at all, that's so cool. Just to ground herself and being like, I am, my identity is not in this thing. Yeah. It's like, I want to be able to go wait tables where I know I go places every day where these people only know me as a waiter. Yeah. They don't think anything else of it. Yeah. 
and waiter is something that like people don't look at as like placing it as an identity no one sees right. a waiter and they're like man they're a waiter right it just is like <laughs> they're well, a so person sad. i know i was thinking about when <laughs> they're a person i mean i've been thinking about all this so much and it's crazy that you're saying all this but it's like first of all the grass is always greener yeah. so it's like people that are doing music full-time want to be, be waiters want to be waiters <laughs> or they want to be like a, in corporate <laughs> the world they're like oh i just wish i had they a full-time be, job yeah, and they, those yes. people just wish they were <laughs> writing full-time or being yes, amazing. and i feel so, so bad real. that like it's a ranking and when you say what you are there's a just in front of it so <laughs> it's either i am the ceo of whatever or i'm just a waitress like that's so shitty that we Wait, think we have to say literally that. yeah like it's crazy yeah anyway yeah but i just big magic plug that so it was, she wrote that she wrote that okay, yeah cool. that's her talking in one and she said it helped her creativity so much cool, cool. because she started not seeing herself yeah. with this pressure of like you're an author this is who you are she was just like no i'm elizabeth gilbert yeah and today i'm going to wait tables yeah and then because <laughs> yes like writing is a passion yeah. and is a gifting it will naturally come when it comes yeah but yeah. i was also talking about with my friend that I was saying, um, I don't remember what I referenced, what we were I'm talking about Kayla Caballero. Yes, Kayla Caballero. Um, a different friend that I was talking to, we were talking about, um, oh, uh, how we think we have to apply for every job we oh, see, yeah. even if we have a job. <laughs> I remember even if we have a job. Like, she's like, I don't want that. <laughs> Literally, I, I remember one of my friends telling me, she's a visual artist, and yeah. I remember her telling me, she was like, yeah. I applied for a job at the Sunflower Cafe <laughs> and <laughs> then she started working there and it was stressing her out and she was like, I don't even need this job. <laughs> what am I doing? Oh, I did that last week. Yeah. I literally contacted this. Well, it, they kind of fell in my lap and uh -huh. it was like a lady contacted me, asking me to tutor her kid. And then yeah. another person asked me to be their personal assistant. And you're and like, even sure. though I don't need the money. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes, yes. And then I realized I'm saying yes before I'm actually doing all these things. Right. And then I was like, that would give me five jobs right now. Nope. And I don't need, th why do no. I keep looking for other jobs? Yeah. And especially like right after graduation when I did not know what I was doing. Oh, yeah. I was like, I said to a friend, I go, I went <laughs> into Office job. Depot and they were saying hiring and I was like, Every job. maybe. <laughs> God. And you'll search something and then it'll be like, waiter at Chuck E. Cheese. And you're like, I put in music coordinator. Like, yeah. What? And you're on Glassdoor looking at all the Yeah. Oh, Glassdoor. That's the other one. It's yeah. crazy. We're crazy. We need to chill out. It's so true. You but it's so true. have jobs. And even when I have jobs that I'm content at. Yeah. I'm like. It's not like I hate my life. I got to get out. No. You're just always like, there's another thing that I. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I've like, I've kind of had this revelation this past week where I've been really struggling with like balancing being happy with the present living in the yeah. present and wanting more and like always how yeah. can you and like it's always a struggle and like sometimes it's more of a struggle than other times and I feel like I have this feeling that something's gonna change in my life and I don't know what it is yeah. and I believe that thing. right and like I was praying about it and I was like I have been in such a funk about this and mm -hmm. like how can I enjoy my life now if I know it's like mm -hmm. and God was like I had to bring you into that funk to let you know that there was a change and now this mm. is the fun part because you don't know when it's gonna come yeah. and you just need to be open to it and like that's it's awesome gonna happen so i'm actually i'm reading a book right now called spiritual rhythms uh -huh. and um fall is the season of expectancy right and not it's not saying if you're in the fall you're in the spiritual season of fall yes. but it just sounds like you're in a spiritual season of fall yeah. where it's the you know winter is just barren yeah. hopeless whatever <laughs> barren 
And spring is your sewing things. And you can yeah. either be sewing really bad things or mm-hmm. you can be sewing good things. And you're just sewing after the winter where you're like, I'm empty and I have to sew something. Yeah. And some people sew things that aren't good for them. Like yeah. you, you come out of the barren season and you just begin to sew, fill it with things that are bad yeah other times you're just like no I'm gonna freaking do the work and you start sewing the good things and then summer is just kind of delighting with life how it is and it's a little avoidant but it needs to be it's like you need to have a season where you're like I'm allowed to literally just bask you don't feel the need to be as productive you're just you feel an allowance to just delight and the world and you know things but then fall comes and you're like oh Oh. it's time to get to work again yeah but there's this expectancy where it's like I did so much work yeah of like really just like digging and digging and sewing and so I'm expecting for a change yeah and it's either you feel that way yeah or you're like noticing all of the things that are starting to grow that you're like Oh, oh, I, I like sewed some things that aren't great yeah. and I see them manifesting. Yeah. Like, I see them growing. Right. And I don't know. It just sounds like you in the funk persevered and did a lot of the work. I so hope you're so. expectant. Yeah. We'll see. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. For Monica's, for Monica's big change. Rhythms. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about your newest releases. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, she scratched Kayla. Oh, I just added my middle name. Right. But yeah. it was a different Spotify profile. Yes, right? it was. Yeah. And that was like a weird thing for a while. Yeah. Deciding. I think this project felt like an entirely different thing. And I don't want to be an artist. And so yeah. this was this. I wanted it to be known that I didn't want to be an artist and that it, it just wants to be a space where as a writer that I can just release things that don't have to all correlate like as one. Cool. So I felt placing those songs with another discography mm-hmm. and doing it your first and middle name. So it's really personal. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like, this is the entirety of who I am. This yes. isn't me. The beforehand, it was like, all I had ever known was worship. Yeah. So it was like, Oh, I need to write. And they were the songs that I was writing. Yeah. I think I had written songs that weren't, but I was like, Oh, as an artist, as a worship artist, yes. it has to like, it has to, fit within as an artist i think you're a little bit more you're you're a little bit projects are boxed in more yes no yeah. you're not boxed in entirely no. like you could do this project and then the next project different but like as a project yeah i feel like you're a little bit more boxed in for sure and also it's a different season where like singles weren't as big of a thing you know all yeah. that but for this i was just like this is truly just like free flow expression of this time i i told one of my friends i said me releasing music going forward and before I started having these releases, it truly felt like I knew I was at a significant moment in my life and I knew I wanted, I naturally was documenting it songwriting yeah, because that's just one of the ways I process. Totally. So I was like, over the course of my life, this is one of those times that like needs to be documented. Um, and so it almost felt like the releasing of them was like when you decide to actually print out a photo and frame it because you're like, this is worth remembering. Yeah, that's cool. And so I have a gazillion voice memos, but those two songs in particular were like, oh, these need to be documented and framed so that when I'm 70 and I'm looking back at my life or when my kids are looking back at my life, I can be like, hey, year 24, go listen to those two songs. Oh, cool. If you want to hear about how mom processed that terrible thing that happened, like – this is a really good 
representation of it. Yeah. Um, so cool. that was um, part of the decision of like the Kayla and Kayla McCall is just like who I am and who I always yeah. will be, you know, single married, I'll always be Kayla McCall. And so totally. And did you write an ocean before details or was it? Um, I wrote them both the around time? the same time, actually. Okay. It's yeah. just that uh, uh, recorded one and then recorded the other after that. And yeah. so then the releases were a few months apart. But yeah, yeah I wrote them probably within the same two week span. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually think I wrote details first. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did. That kind of makes sense because, well, uh, details is very detailed. Yeah. It's very, it paints such it's a like, vivid this, picture. Yeah. And an ocean is, is more like kind of this universal feeling right. and kind of yeah getting rid of that, you know, yeah, and getting out of it. Yeah, for sure. And it's more of like the the prophecy for myself. Yeah. Yeah, details was much more, detail. I didn't even think of an ocean as like the song about heartbreak or whatever. Yeah. it Or an ocean as that. It, that one felt like, that's the first one I think that gave me a frame of reference of like, oh, these songs are for other people. Yeah. Or this this writing is for other people. Yeah. Because details, I probably wouldn't have recorded it or released it unless I did an ocean and was like, oh, these songs are supposed to be released. Yes, yeah. to document my life, but also an ocean felt like it was like also for other people, though. For sure. And so. Yeah. Because yeah. details was more. Just y- the story. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Of what happened. So it was yeah. just. Yeah. And I knew even in it, like I knew even though I'm saying my particular, my favorite songs mm-hmm. are, I'm a really detailed writer and I, my favorite songs are very storytelling people. Like yeah. I know you love Reliant K and right. it's like Matt Thiessen, his songs are so like very particular. Yes. Yeah. Like, or like even like back in the day of Taylor Swift yeah. when it's like, she's putting her, her actual places, people in them. Yeah. But we feel so connected to it. You can substitute whatever your, uh, yeah, whatever your thing is that yeah. reminds you of someone. And so. Yeah, it's weird that, like, there's certain songs that I've written when I've gone through something that I'm like, this is too dark and weird. Mm-hmm. And, like, no one will get it. And then there's some that are still pretty dark and weird. But, like, I it feel like someone balance. else could get it, you know? Yeah. yeah. And those are those moments where you honestly just, like, kind of follow that sensitivity or discernment. Because it's yeah. so true. There's some that... Some that I've written that I think are less specific, that feel too specific. Yeah. And then it's like one of the songs that I'm about to record and release is called Jimmy Fallon. No way. And it is so specific to something for me, like literally so specific. Not everybody has a relationship with Jimmy Fallon in their (laughs) A personal relationship. (laughs) He's her best friend. (laughs) I say you wrote a song. I say in my song, like. (laughs) something about the comfort of a friend so i'd watch jimmy fallon oh we don't know each other right i don't have his phone number yeah he has no idea who i am <laughs> but maybe he maybe will he find will. out once you release it and that's yeah but um all that to say that one felt like okay even though this is so weird and specific it yeah. just feels like it's one that is supposed to be for other people and yeah. so it's just that is weird yeah it is weird it is weird songwriting's weird um but yeah, the trying to think of chronologically. Uh, I had plans to release music before those songs, okay, and I had even recorded some. Really? Yeah, I hadn't finished it. It was like in the editing, mixing stage. Um, one song that I really love called "Carpet," but then it's like I got transported to a totally different, like heart space yeah. where it was just like. 
I don't want to sing anything else. Yeah, or, like I don't need this anymore. I don't need these. These songs are like it's like five. It felt like five years ago. Yeah. It's like this is me before this. So I. It feels like right now all I can do is focus on this, yes. and so I these songs will just never be released yeah. and that's fine or maybe they will in like 10 years i don't know exactly but. yeah it's weird i feel like i have a handful of songs mm-hmm. that i wrote a long time ago that i still play a lot live but like i've never recorded them and i don't know if i ever will yeah i don't know either but like yeah it almost feels like it has to be relevant to me at that time to yeah. re- release it or whatever and then it's weird because if you release it when it's relevant then you'll always have it be a part of your discography or whatever or your performance whatever it is yeah even when it's not relevant right but it's like if you don't ever get to the release point of or thinking it's relevant mm-hmm. if it's like the timing of the relevancy to you doesn't yeah. match up with the, yeah 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 has um the guy that the songs are about uh-huh. reached out to you about about it? them yeah oh no 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 and i doubt yeah. he will yeah but like i said i think well one in he i remember before i'm the type of person that just like always wants to do the right thing and always especially relationally super paranoid about like am I doing this the right way honoring and I think if either song I felt was where it painted someone in a negative light I would have consulted the person yeah but neither of these are that way they're both very it was crazy I love that I'm able to tell my part of the story without ever having to there's a way to talk about how hurt you are without even having to to go to explain maybe something that someone else did a negative thing or you know exactly because details to me is very much so it's not the story of the relational downfall it's the story of like processing yes what that looks like to lose someone and I didn't want it neither of the songs did I want to be um boy songs yeah yeah. I don't think I ever want any of my songs to be where you can only hear it through the framework of like a boy heartbreak song. Yeah. Yeah. Just because maybe it's because I release music so infrequently that I, I always want it to have some sort of broad ability to be for. N- yeah. Yeah. To be for either details. I actually wrote one of my best friends dad's um passed away and her mom is really close to me and is a widow Mm -hmm. so details I actually when I was writing it before I get to the second verse I was like this could sound like you're singing about someone who has passed away yeah because it's just talking about someone's the memory of someone popping up that's all it's saying and I was just like and that's I want it to remain that way to where you for the first two minutes of this song if if you've lost someone who's died you can relate to it um and so in an ocean is just like, it doesn't, it's not like because someone broke my heart. And, no. You know, it's just when you feel heavy, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. And, and so, yeah, I don't think I ever want to, there have been songs I've written about him in a negative light. I was going to say, did you write some angry ones? Oh yeah, you, I yeah. totally wrote some angry Good. ones and almost recorded some angry ones. Yeah. And people wanted me to record some angry ones because I know that I'm not good at tapping into my anger and they wanted to be like, this is a reality of your story, but also that the angry part didn't even feel like an accurate representation of me because I'm not someone who anger wasn't the overall emotion about it. Yeah. And anger at him wasn't the overall emotion about it. And so if it actually was like, if I was someone who is like an angry, fiery person, then yeah, I probably would have recorded it. But I was just like, this doesn't even, 
this is a very fleeting moment that didn't really even when I would write the songs it's like felt like a fleeting moment that still didn't feel like an accurate representation of how I felt about everything yeah I was like how I feel about everything is sad how I feel about everything is like outside of my feelings towards him just like sad that things like this happen in life where you can go from like almost marrying someone to then them being a complete stranger and how weird that is it was mostly just like this is weird this is sad this is I'm trying to figure out how to accurately like process and heal while also honoring someone and that was what was accurate yeah and so that's the only thing I really want the songs to tell I'll play the angry songs for my best friends yeah because as I am in my life I don't think anger is bad but I do think that like there's a way to honor people and so it's like, yeah, I play them in the proper context and yeah. I just didn't feel like releasing them was the proper context. Because, again, releasing and recording, it's like then a song ends up coming out way after you wrote it. Yep. And anger to me is like it's one of the parts of the grief process that is like a it's there and then it go, it kind of for me, yeah. it's like it was so temporary that. Uh, the rele- it's like anytime if I were to go and record it when I'm recording something I want to feel connected to it I don't feel connected to the yeah, anger I feel way more connected to sadness I feel than way anger. more connected to sadness than anger yeah so it's like if I can only afford to pick a certain amount of songs I'm gonna pick the ones I feel more connected to yeah which on majority of days will be the sad ones yeah or the pensive ones and like if someone not needs to listen ones. to angry there are plenty of people that do it. They can listen to Alanis Morissette. Totally. And then go listen to Lizzo and they need to be confident. And totally. then listen to yours when they need to be like reflective. Totally. And, yeah. and I'm just like, yeah, I'm not the girl that like, I'm not the girl that in general, if people are feeling angry, they come to me. Yeah. It's like, that's, and so my music, I don't want to be that girl either. I have the girls that I listen to when I'm angry. Yeah. And I just know that I'm not one of those people. Yeah. So I. No, I've, know. I've written songs that were kind of angry and then just became sad. <laughs> like yeah, I they just, just become sad. Because that's, that's oh how my you gosh, feel. That's literally, the cycle of it. My quote-unquote yeah. angry songs that I've written, Yeah, the only thing that's made them sound angry mm-hmm. is I've started them and I've shown them to a friend who maybe is someone who taps more into anger and is yeah. like, you need to sound more angry singing that. You're literally <laughs> singing these specific words that are angry words. Right. But I'm singing them like, like with the Sarah Bareilles <sighs> piano. Right, right. Like, which she does anger and sadness well. Really well. Me, I'm always going to be like Ingrid. Maybe a little sad. Yeah. But not really anger. But it's never, I think with both of them, there's no like bitterness. No. Really. Well, Sarah's like have a little. Yeah. A little sassy. A little sassy. Sassy. Yeah. But yeah, there's still an overall. Which I can tap into. Yeah. Sure. Which I can tap into the sass. And yeah. I have a sassy song I'm yeah. going to release. Not about him, but just. About Jimmy Fallon. Well, no, <laughs> that one's a, that one's a, that That's one's a sad one. one. <laughs> <laughs> what if you had a sassy song about Jimmy Fallon? He's so He'd be random. like, he would be so uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy would get so uncomfortable. Jimmy, then you'd have to go on a show and he'd be more uncomfortable than when the interaction with Nicole Kidman. I oh, I didn't see that <laughs> sidebar. That is not <laughs> worth our time. It's you'll hear about it in my song. Oh, will I? Oh, great. Yeah, I'm just gonna <laughs> learn so much about it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then you just um finished up emily's project that i just she was the last episode yeah is it how is it an ep or is it hers yeah it is an ep but i think i don't know how she's going about releasing it but i found one in my itunes (laughs) i don't even know (laughs) if it's like gonna be on it which one is it um i can't remember the name i liked it a lot it's i think it started with an r 
Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. But yeah, that was kind of an accident in part of the same timeline as Details in Ocean. Mm-hmm. I Like I said, I had been writing, when I was in grad school, I had been writing, st- and I think always had this battle with myself of like, I see myself doing music, but I don't identify as that. Yeah. Because people who, when you have to have an answer for someone, unless you've like released music and are actively pursuing it. Yeah. The thing that people would always associate is like, oh, she's in grad school. And that was the thing I was associated with. So it was a nice safety blanket, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which is, yeah. And so I, um, which I almost wished that I didn't have the safety blanket because I thought it would motivate me to just right. own something more. <laughs> do, you, do you know Natalie Bierman? Yeah. Bonnet? Yeah. So she... <laughs> She was talking about how she's like, I'm really trying to like not say like what I do when people ask me, just like say something I love. And so oh yeah, like, but like I did that too. A stranger then- was like, she was like, I'm just, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm, I- I'm drinking this glass of wine, and I'm like, no, you gotta say something. That's more funny because I ran into really them work. like two weeks ago, and yeah. I think I asked about what they were doing, and, and they were like weird upset about it. About it. <laughs> right? God, I love um, her. She will be on here for sure. But I, yeah. This, it's so nice when something tragic happens to you because the overthinking goes away yeah. and just the natural expression comes it's out. It's clarity. It's clarity. You're not overthinking anything. Yeah. When I wrote Ocean in Ocean or Details, there was no overthinking. When I wrote Oceans for Hillsong. Yeah. When I, oh, <laughs> when I, I would not have to oceans. have another job <laughs> right? if I wrote Oceans. God, that'd be nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about that last night. Uh, anyway, so... Yeah, I think I've made like I'm not gonna talk about how much money I've made for my music, but not as much as Ocean. <laughs> right, my songs, not like a point oh one percent of as right. much. Right. Anyway, <laughs> so yeah, natural when something happens that you don't have the luxury of overthinking, mm-hmm. it's really nice creatively because yeah. not overthinking anything, it just kind of happens, and yeah. then at the same time. Emily, who you had on here, mm-hmm. had reached out and was like, hey, I'm working on this project. And I don't even think she knew. Yeah, because you actually knew before Emily did about for those of you who don't I, know. I, I knew about her project <laughs> before she did. Oh. You knew about my recent oh, life event. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, I guess I did. You texted me and I. Oh, okay. Monica asked me, texted me asking me if I wanted to write. And it was like on the day that was supposed to be my wedding day. Whoa. Or something. Oh, like yeah. That. Shit. <laughs> oh, that was horrible. And I didn't respond for a while. And I was like, so yeah. sorry. Like, uh, and you were like, how's the bay or something? Oh, God. And I was like, he, he's not. He's not. And, and I knew I was like, uh, people always feel terrible and weird. Right. But it's like you asked the normal question. Right. It's like someone was about it's to get married after, and they didn't. Right. But it's always after you ask that, you go, oh, maybe this isn't. <laughs> like, I haven't seen a picture. Like, I, you know, and I'm like, oh, you're shit. like, oh, <laughs> I couldn't figure that out. But you're not actively being detective on people's profiles that you don't think you're neat, you're supposed to be. True, true. In engaged yeah. people, you're definitely not like wondering. Right. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So Emily was like, Oh my god, girl! Like we should write, like <laughs> high on life. Well, because and also the reason we became friends post grad is because I think e- you reached out to me and Emily, right? Or did Emily reach out? Emily reached out to us. To us, yeah. Too. There's okay. no way I would have been reaching out to somebody about yeah. music. <laughs> <laughs> no way. I was hidden in my room. That's right. Emily reached out to the two of us. Yeah, and yeah. y'all were the first people that I was. I had co-written, but it was like in that season the only people I was writing with. Really. Yeah. 
Um, and then, so Emily reached out in about her project and it was truly the first time I had gone in public since like by going in public I mean like I hung out with my two best friends every day we would go to crema or severe right and that would be it because those are those were like my two safe spots yeah but I didn't go anywhere where I knew I would be with people who either didn't know me or who were acquaintances because that's like your worst nightmare yeah is to have to be social. One, it's my worst nightmare anyway, but anyway, it's yeah. also my worst night worst nightmare when it's like, how's marriage? Right. Blah, blah. And not even because I would feel uncomfortable because then I would, would feel like everybody else is overcompensating. And, and then you have to take care of I them. I have to take care. I was yes. just like, nah. nah. So I never went in public other than with my two best friends who could answer for me. Yeah. But I, that day, it's like, I think it had been like maybe a month and a half after everything. And Emily asked me to come to this co-write with her and a friend. And I just was like, you know what? It was to write pop stuff. And so I was like, this will honestly be great. Yeah. Pop. It'll be like, I can just come up with some fun melodies and kind of escape a little bit. Yeah. And so I went and ended up meeting, uh, one of her friends who is now one of my close friends, um, who I write with a lot. Um, but that was kind of this trajectory of, that right went great. And then I accidentally stumbled into, there was another like band coming in to write that same day in the yeah. studio we were in. And they kind of walked in on me telling the story of my life right then. Oh, cool. And they needed a song about, it was called heartache. Uh-huh. And they were like, Hey, we don't want to, we don't want to be like, we don't want to feel like we're exploiting you Yeah, in your emotions, but we kind of need it. Yeah. Can you <laughs> so stay? we are exploiting you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so then I wrote with them and then we're they ended exploiting up, you consensually. Yeah. Yeah. And they ended up using the song, which was awesome. And that cool. was my first time ever being like, oh, I just wrote on a song that, you know, yeah. getting emails about like percentages and yeah. just saying yes to whatever, because I had never. <laughs> like, I don't. Sure. It sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like to my Kayla McCallage email. <laughs> yeah. Email. Yeah. Um, and so then, though, because of that, I was just like, wow, I think I I think I'm a good writer and I think I'm co-writes I, I love like some yeah. people don't but I personally like I said I'm a great follower I think yeah with also who has vision but like I'm not a great finisher of things yeah and so if I'm paired I'm a great brainstormer idea person and so if there's people that are there to like solidify something yeah I was like it's wow. all about the people you're with yeah it's like I love co-writing if I'm with the right people it's the worst yeah. thing in the world if it's not with. and them. I truly feel like in this past year of doing a lot of writing I have had minimal experiences and none of them were bad like none of them were bad and granted I haven't done it for that like it's been like a year yeah and none of them were like oh my gosh that was bad um but overall I was just like oh this is my jam I can do this yeah and so just like didn't even on purpose pursue it more but it kind of I've just been saying like I've been following the breadcrumbs and I guess just when you write then other people are like yeah coming on this right whatever you know right all right. that <laughs> and it's just naturally has happened more and more and so and it's clarified for me a lot what I want to do in music which yeah. is like I'm not again going back to the commercial music voice thing yeah I'm not trying to be an artist who's like a brand and tw- like the brand stuff all of that like yeah I also just like the thought of it, I would only ever be doing that if I was in a band yeah I think I would love being in a band where it's not just you. Yep. 
and you're being creative and but it's a group of people that it's not like I'm making all these decisions right. and like I'm the, the band face is the of, product I am yes, not the product I'm not the product I'm not the yes. face of something yeah, a band I totally is agree. I if I end up being in a band in life that's the only time I see myself like touring doing the like artist yes. band thing yeah, yeah, yeah as an individual I just I love writing and I love releasing the songs that I love that are like documentation of my life that yeah. I feel like have to be documented Jamie Fallon is one of those yeah um I'm so intrigued <laughs> and so I think right now kind of musically what I'm pursuing is just writing and I love writing because again you're similar in this way I think you don't you aren't boxed in with genre mm -hmm. you aren't you know with any of that and there's certain days where I'll be placed in a room and I can write a worship song. There's other days where I can be placed in a room and write like an indie song. Yep. Other days, like a super pop song. Yeah. And I just, that's how my own music is. My yeah. own music is, I think, a myriad of those genres. Yeah. And you, that you can hear and all of it. And so I think that's why I like writing personally. Yeah. But still, if I never released the songs that I want to invest in on my yeah. own and like financially invest in and record and all of that. Right. Then I would be sad if I just didn't ever do that at all. Totally. So my goal is probably to try and like once a year have something that is like my representation of cool. Kayla, yeah. Kayla McCow, whatever. But then in the other time, just trying not to get consumed by music. Yeah. It's like, I honestly, this season is amazing. I love going to my school two and a half days a week and like not music stuff at all. Yeah. Just escape it. And, and then when I go back to it, it's like, Oh, this is a part of me and that's a part of me. Yes. And then, you know, I think when you're a parent, I, I remember hearing a 21 pilots interview where Zane Lowe was saying like, being a parent is the best thing that ever happened for his ego Yeah, where it's like, you're forced for a majority of your day to stop thinking about yourself. Yeah. And the way that your interaction is with the world and all of that. Yep. And that is what like my job does for me right now. Exactly. It's like I am. They're not your actual kids, but you're thinking no, about these but kids' I don't lives. Yeah, because I don't have actual kids. Yeah. But I'm like, this is a, another thing that does that. Yeah. And when I'm a parent or have a family, that'll probably naturally do that. Totally. But I don't have that right now. So right. this is a good, a good substitute not substitute but you know what I mean yeah and almost a kind of a good practice yeah a good practice yeah. and I'm trying to keep that practice always even if yeah. I ever I was telling someone like the other day I was just like honestly if I'm ever in like the ability to just be doing music full-time financially mm -hmm. like I want something else that yeah. that I can know that I know that I have to put like myself towards that yeah. has nothing to do with it even summers because I work at a school I have summers off but I get the same paycheck yeah and so I really did this summer I had the freedom to just literally not work and just do music yeah and I ended up taking a nannying job mm -hmm. for just one day a week <laughs> just because I was like I have to have a day that it doesn't feel like Elizabeth Gilbert where you wake up and you're like okay I'm a, I'm like yes and I got to write what about that lamp makes me think of something that's deep and I have to go yes. write about it and and I can't enjoy I this movie because I'm thinking about totally. this line that he said that I could use oh yeah yeah it, it, yes it's, it's all, all the, consuming yes it is so consuming and yeah. when I see that happening I'm yeah. just like 
I know that this is becoming and like I know what it's turning into. Yeah. And it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's really healthy that you have an awareness of that. And there are days every oh, every week I have a day where I feel like I feel the like consuming thing happening yeah. where I've listened to the and the writer podcast and I've listened to like three in a row and I'm like, hey, you should probably turn that off. Yes. I know uh, so many people like I so I really like song. Uh, oh, yeah. Song, song Exploder is really great. But I'll get gluttonous with it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I so many people have told me to listen to and the writer is and I'm like, I, I can't. I, there are seasons <laughs> that I literally can't, yeah. Monica. That's it will so stress real. me out. Yeah. That's so real. Yeah. I honestly had this. I was talking to my friend. Obviously, I'm talking about this all the time. Because right. I've said I'm talking to someone about it right. two days ago, three days ago. I went to Africa mm-hmm. a month ago with my dad. And, and climb Mount, Kilimanjaro. Mount Kilimanjaro. Amazing. And it was one of the most grounding things because I couldn't bring an acoustic guitar. Right. I didn't have a phone, so I couldn't be voice memoing things. Like, yeah. Or even if I could, I think there was a there were some days where I could have, but I it was freezing, and so it's like I had to I had to accept the fact that I can't memo right that thing that's in my yes. head right now. Yeah, I'm gonna forget it. Right, and it's okay. And it's okay. And yeah. I had so many of these moments where I was just like, I have a problem. Yeah, like, the experience fact, something, and then you can write about yeah. it later. <laughs> the fact that I'm like, I've got to remember this melody in my head while uh-huh. I'm staring at this mountain. Yeah, is just like <laughs> it's too much. It's too I much. Was, so I went to Alaska two weeks ago with my family. And we were on this boat looking at whales and I had a song idea and I'm sitting up here and I'm with my voice and I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> <Totally>. you know, <laughs> which is so annoying. I'm like, just totally. be on vacation. Totally. Yeah. But Africa, literally, it was the best thing to wear. That's I was telling someone, I said, you know, there's so many times when I'm in Nashville mm-hmm. that I literally can't listen to and the writer is yeah i said i can't do it i start feeling and again that's because we're like the three fours that are that aware yes that we're noticing it some people are probably like you guys are insane oh like, yeah you need we to are. chill out <laughs> but i'm like no i'm just so brutally self-aware of yes. my heart and my motives right and what's happening yes that i i can't there was there was like i would listen to it on my commute to work yeah from work at the gym while making dinner, like straight up would not stop. Yeah. And I think that's true about everything. Like, you know, I was staying super informed and yeah. was listening to the news every morning. And then I haven't done it in like two weeks because yeah. I was like, I can't. I know. So I think it's healthy with everything. Just, you know, that balance. Totally. Yeah. But it, it is weird when I'm outside of Nashville, I can listen to it and it not have the same effect on exactly. me. I know part of me wants to move to like, you know Duluth Georgia yeah, or something sure. or Duluth's kind of cool maybe musicy I don't know <laughs> somewhere Nebraska, super, like yeah, Nebraska. we'll use Nebraska before. again and form a freaking band and yes. then do that because you can't do that here because everyone's doing it you don't it have to feel lame exactly you don't have to feel but part of me and this is the co- exact conversation that my friend and I were having mm-hmm. I said yeah there's that temptation all the time but also I do believe that like there is literally like every city I think when you asked me about the darkness thing. Yeah. I think every city does have like a certain form of oppression over it. And that is Nashville's form of oppression. Yeah. It just is. That's so true. And so I'm like, so many people have done that yeah. and they do it. And I don't see it as like, Oh, you gave up. No. I, I think it's like, yeah, you needed to do that. It wasn't healthy for you yeah. to be here, but I'm just like, okay, I think I already am choosing to actively resist it. And yeah, it's taking more of a toll on me. Yeah. But I am like, I I want there to be other people in this city that can feel just so 
celebrated by me being like, yeah, go take piano lessons. Yeah. Go play an open mic and not like make a joke about going and playing how it's like, oh, they're going to do an open right. mic. Yeah. I'm like, go do it. Like, exactly. Go do it. And just like even as I'm doing it, just owning it more. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that I'm even saying right now that I'm someone who when I released my those two songs yeah. and I like even changed my name on Instagram yeah. to whatever the name is of my music. And when I was releasing music, I was like, oh, my gosh, oh, my God, it's happening. this is brutal. Yeah, like, I am owning the fact or trying to call myself yep. a songwriter, trying to call myself someone pursuing music. Yeah. And I am so it's weird. You're not even insecure about the product as no. much as you're insecure about people being like oh they're do like right. they think that they're qualified enough to be doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't it's even, weird. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't know the right words for totally. it. Totally. And I'm an external processor. Right. So. Oh, but going back to you saying like encouraging people to do an uh-huh. open mic or whatever. My friend Katie um just did community theater. Love it. Yeah, and we oh, went yeah. to see it. It was awesome. Love that. And, I saw that. And like I was like that's we're, we're just like she's doing exactly what she like it was yeah. just so cool. Like and I mean, for one, it made me want to do it, too. But it was just, like, it, it was so cool to see that. Just, yeah. like, straight-up adults. Like, some were, like, way older than I am. Yeah. Literally just doing a musical. And yeah. it was really great and, like, fulfilling and, and not really – I don't know if they're, like, all pursuing acting or if they just do it for yeah. fun. Like, it was just awesome. And it's weird. It does feel in Nashville that it's specifically over music. Yeah. Because similarly, I have yeah. a friend who just started taking acting classes and she doesn't feel that way with acting because yeah. Nashville isn't the acting city. Not at all. It's not this. My friend who's a graphic designer was like, yeah, you know, if I lived in San Francisco, I'd probably feel the way that y'all feel. Yeah. Because she was like, I love the fact that I'm the only designer of yeah. our group of friends and every one of our friends is a musician. I can't imagine if every one of my f- our friends was a graphic designer. Yeah. How even within your the context of who are the people who are your closest friends, yep. you feel scared to like post something. Yeah. Which is just crazy. I know. I've been really like, I've been really lucky because I feel like always my closest friends have not done music, weirdly. Yeah. Or like the people that I live with or whatever. And yeah, the people I live with don't. Which and has I think been, that's been really nice. Not intentional, but I think yeah. it's kind of accidental. Not like because I like, I want to be the one. I want to totally. be the only one that's doing it. It's it's just, it's literally escaping that it consciousness is. of. It is. Yeah. Whew, it's a lot. It is. Man. Anyway. Hey, we're actively acting against it. We're like kind of. Kind of trying to be. We are, but we're also victims to it all the time. All the time. Every day, probably for me. Yeah such a negative note to end on but no it is but i would say i i was saying you'll you find safe people though either who yeah don't do music at all or something that i've tried to do is like identify safe people who also do it yeah to actively fight against it where i'm like send me your song i'll send your song and there are times that they'll send me a song or be like, I'm recording an EP. Yeah. And I will feel that like, oh, I'm so behind. Or like, yes. you know, I'll start doing it. Oh, yeah. And I just won't listen to it until I know I'm in a healthy spot. Yes. I'll like, inte- or sometimes I will listen to it when I'm not in a healthy spot and be like, I'm not going to respond. Yeah. Until I can celebrate them. Love that. Because I, I am, I'm like being my own worst enemy. Like this totally. is. Yeah. Yeah. And it, for anyone listening, like if anyone's listening to the podcast with me, right? This sounds like so 
honestly just like own it if it's the thing that you're doing secretly behind closed doors you're not allowing yourself to be fully known like just it the more you own it the less you'll feel that oppression it's just real like you will yeah you will i love that but so time for something just fun we're gonna do some rapid fire questions okay because i just started doing this for fun okay this okay. is what Ross Golan does on Ant the Writer is, by the way. They, I, I got it from, uh, what's his face? Justin Long on his podcast. Yeah. And I stole Which some I of his it. questions. I love it. Um, when I say something or something, you can give like a short explanation of why. Okay. You don't Wait. just have to be like, whatever. Oh, if I have to pick something? Yeah. If it's between two things, you can okay. be like, because, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Okay. Here we go. A talent you wish you had and why? Cello. Yes. <laughs> and now I'm like, I gotta pick. <laughs> dang, I gotta pick something that's not music. Right. I'm like, oh, cello, so that, like, cello's so pretty. Um, no, I'm gonna try and say something non musical because, again, because, again, yeah, feeding into the I don't have time to learn cello, right? Um, the other thing, skateboarding. Yes, I'm I cannot do it. No, and I wish so badly that I, when I had a better weight distribution, like a six-year-old. Yes. And no fear. I that would I skateboard when I was learning. young. Yeah. I at one point wanted a half pipe in my room. Skateboarding or surfing, probably one of those two things. Yes. Yeah. Love that. Most used emoji. Salsa dancer girl. Yes. Um, she has so much confidence. Or that sparkle one. Yeah. I know. I, she, the I, three. The three sparkles. Yeah. It's a great one. All it's the a time. great one. It's all the time. It's so good. Um, something everyone loves that you hate. I came up with this yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm not. Which um, you might need to think about. Something everyone loves. Oh, that might get too. (laughs) I'm not going to say that one. Um, Oh, I want to know later. I'll talk to you off air. (laughs) Um, Hate is strong because I don't hate. Right. Sorry. Just something that you don't like get that everyone loves. I get why people love it though. That's the thing. Yeah. Okay. I'll just, I'm trying to think of a food because that's not controversial, <laughs> but I, I like. know I like controversial. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it. I was going to say something that every, what is, can you repeat the question? <laughs> something everyone loves that you hate, which doesn't have to be that you hate. You just don't really get. Um. Oh. People know that I feel this way about it, so I'll just say it. Um, I don't like Freck. <laughs> <laughs> What's Freck? Oh, like Frick? No. No. What's Freck? <laughs> the fake freckles. <laughs> what? Monica, do there's a whole industry of... In a bunch of people probably that you know that do it. No. I have close friends that are probably going to feel like I'm judging them right now when they hear it. It's okay. It's literally, it's like a, a brush that you brush. It's, it makes it look like freckles are natural if you don't have freckles. And you can give yourself as many or as little as you want. Whoa. And does I, it rub off? Like, how does it I, I don't know because I've never used stay. it. Um, so that yeah. or online dating. But nobody <laughs> loves yeah, it. No one loves it. No one it. loves it. That's good. I like freck. <laughs> I'm going to look that up. I Introduce oh, something new. Man, that question. I'm a people pleaser. So I know it's these, okay. That question. I don't remember what I saw hard. that made me inspire it, and then I thought. I mean, I need to just. I need to be okay with just like saying right. my opinions. I that's, thought of like Billie Eilish. Oh, that's what I was gonna say, yes. Monica. That's the thing I was gonna say. I that knew I it. Did. I knew it. I don't know why. That I'm was like, it. There you go. That would have been my immediate one. That was it. Yeah. But I get why people like. I yeah. I kind of get it. I guess. 
that was mine <laughs> oh Ugh. but i i didn't i knew i was going to talk too long about it so i didn't say exactly there's too much to talk there's about there's too much with that it's yeah. a lot of layers of how I, it, i'll post my medium article you can check it out yeah i will <laughs> check it out yeah and also if you read the most current rolling stones article on her i'm just like oh the one where it said <sighs> where she uh anyway okay we'll talk about it we'll talk about it later um first celebrity crush first yeah. oh well that was okay so like obsession hillary duff right celebrity crush and it could be like like a specific character in a show or movie yeah yeah celebrity crush was um the first thing that comes to mind is lucas scott yeah great yeah. one. Oh, so cute um and then i loved joe i really did joe jonas oh yeah i really That's but not in the, i never hit the crazy obsession like posters on the wall status. no 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 i never had the posters on the wall really of any of the guys but i had small like magazine cutouts of some i think people. because i always went to an all-girls school i was much more obsessed with like the girls yeah than the guys like role models yeah, yeah. yeah. or even if it's not role models necessarily like yeah i'm gonna do that yeah yes yeah. i'm gonna be that i, I thought i was gonna be a decom star and I think I could have, honestly. I could see that. I think if I would have. You could be on Waverly saw, Place. Yes. If you saw me. <laughs> yes. If you saw me when I was like 15, 16, I was the exact prototype. Yeah. Dark brown, like strong features. Yeah, strong eyebrows. Fair skin, strong yeah. eyebrows. Sings a little bit. Right. Excellent. Awkward bit. and clumsy. <laughs> right. But like cute can be about funny. It. <laughs> it. But then also sometimes the awkward and clumsy that's just awkward and clumsy right. that like the decom star girl could do. Exactly. She could get away. And with I it. felt very, I felt like I could relate to them because I felt yes. very similar to, similarly to that. Totally. Yeah. I had like, like a Miranda Cosgrove kind of looked like oh, her. Yeah. yeah. Kind of looked like Demi Lovato Miranda back Co in that day. She was a great like person to you know want to yeah. be like they all i, I looked i resembled all, looked, all of them yeah that's true <laughs> so i was like this is in my future yeah and like you said with the job search uh-huh in all my free time in my bedroom when nobody would see me i would google disney channel casting events i, I mean why not but they'd be in like dallas yeah you could have gone i could have and i would be like i don't want to own it and i don't want to admit that i think i right. could do this so i would literally brainstorm like how am i going to be able to get to dallas but not have to ever tell my parents like i think i want to pursue this yeah and the fear kept me yeah it always does mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um first pg-13 movie spider-man nice Toby so Maguire. okay did that scare the shit out of you because it's the green goblin me. part yes when she okay I still think about it when yeah. he's pretending to be the woman yep. in the burning building. Yes. I just sleep in my sister's room for like three nights. It didn't scare me that badly. I'm such a scary cat. I can't. It, it freaked me out in the moment. Yeah. Green Goblin freaked me out a little longer. <laughs> School of Rock was the other one. Oh, I love that movie. That was, I think, my second PG-13 movie. We were talking about first PG-13 movie was easy. Miss Congeniality was mine. But then we were, I was struggling with first R-rated movies. My sister I goes, know. I think Bride it was The Passion me? of the Christ. Oh, that was mine. That was mine. She was like, I was like 12. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely The Passion of the Christ. I still, oh, I think I figured mine out. Uh, the Patriot. Because that, that was R. Which I, because I think it was gory. And it oh. had like two F words. Mine was Bridesmaids for sure. Oh, Outside that's of late. The Passion of Christ. It was late. I don't think I saw, or I probably saw a lot of R-rated movies on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but in theaters. You know what? I do remember it. It was a Bruce Willis movie called Hostage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a <laughs> film called Hostage. All right. Uh, first concert. Oh, this is funny. If you, you would only know this if you were raised like Christian kid. Yeah. Carmen. <laughs> do you know? 
No. Wait, like K-A. No. no. That's a pop singer. He is like this guy who was like a 40-year-old Spanish dude who yeah. sung about like stomping on the devil. Oh, my God. It was Carmen. He wore a leather jacket. <laughs> I know there's some people out there who know what I'm talking about. I'm sure. Carmen and then Zoe Girl and like Jump 5. Oh, Jump 5. Yeah. 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 Um, but then Hilary Duff in fourth grade. Yeah. Love One that. front row tickets right before the show. <gasps> right before It was the, show. the craziest experience. What a great time. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay, this is a hard one, but first one that comes to your mind, favorite movie? About Time. Oh, such a good movie. Mm-hmm. Great choice. Um, Switchfoot or Reliant K? And why? Switchfoot, just because I know more of their dis- discography, so yeah. I feel like I have more clout to say that. I agree. And and uh, more way more impressive live. <laughs> Just Wait, more impressive life live <laughs> i mean kind of but <laughs> yikes there um, are certain well is still like my yeah. favorite but it's really really close it's like there's certain switchfoot songs that when it's like the ones that cut to your heart the switchfoot ones cut to my heart more than the reliant k ones cut to my gotcha. heart gotcha. if that makes sense totally I love that explanation. Yeah. Nickelodeon or Disney? And we Disney already know Disney because we want to be a decom yeah. star. Um, and you already answered this. Which Joe bro and why Joe? Well, yeah, Joe. Yeah. And not even just because I thought he was the hottest, but like. No, I just like him the most. Joe is the most likable one. And watching far. the documentary, I was confirmed. And yeah. Oh, documentary 100% confirmed. Because the thing is, being like me, who's someone who probably has many, much more similarities to Nick or Kevin, mm-hmm. who care too much, are in your head too much fame all of that crap affects you yeah joe is just a free bird yeah and you know it's what all of it's the so little attractive. you just want to not care what people think about you exactly and he doesn't i'm like would you rather hang out with joe and sophie or nick and priyanka yeah definitely joe and sophie. Joe, because like, i'd be so insecure the whole time exactly I'd be with nick. yes joe i would not be insecure i'd no. be free exactly we'd be free with joe <laughs> last question your love language words of affirmation obviously yeah <laughs> or uh words of affirmation or physical touch only if i am in a relationship right then i get really um if someone like doesn't hold my hand or whatever then you're like what's I'm not, up i'm not super needy but i am like i i read into things yeah. physical touch wise if i'm dating someone so when people ask love language they mean like in general no, but they mean like how they res- want to receive it, right? Yeah. Because I always I get confused because I'm like, I give it. I give it differently I give than it, I wanted it to be received. I, I give it in. Well, you, yeah, you give it differently because yeah. of the fact that people in your life, you know, receive it certain ways. Right. I generally, though, I give words of affirmation. Yeah. Just because that's. But some people, they don't land anywhere. And I'm just like, you don't understand. You don't understand that I just did this. Right. I literally gave you your love language. But I don't hug them. Yeah. So they don't get it. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, great job. Yay. Rapid fire. Um, you kind of already plugged that book, but if you oh, want to plug anything else. Man, that, I didn't want that to be my plug. Okay. Yeah. It can be something <laughs> else. We're at that section now. Food is. Oh, sorry. I yawn. The <laughs> food. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do food, movie, and music. Love it. Do three. Do it. Food would be recently discovered. I don't remember the name of it. They're at. Like Whole Foods and Turnip Chuck, it's gummy bit gummies, uh-huh. but they only have three grams of sugar in the whole bag. Whoa! Yeah, nice. they're called Smart Sweets. Smart That's sweets. what they're called. That's and I so love 2019. candy. Yeah, but it is really not great for you gummy bears all the time. Right? Smart Sweets, <laughs> three Smart sweets. grams of sugar in the whole bag. 
<laughs> I'm not the organic Smart food girl. Smart <laughs> Next. Next. Mr. Rogers documentary. I if you see haven't it. seen it. I can't believe you haven't seen the Mr. Rogers documentary. I know. I know. I know. So that and just watch it before the Tom Hanks movie comes out because that's going to wreck me times 10. Is that one called Won't You Be My Neighbor or is that what? Won't You Be My Neighbor was the documentary. Okay. And then I don't know the name of the I don't either. real one, but yeah. I can't give it as a plug. I can give the trailer as a plug. Right. And honestly, that trailer I'll give as a plug. It's really good. And then the last one is there's an EP called Brent. Okay. That I love right yeah. now. Um, it's the artist is Brent. No, the no. EP is Brent. Okay. It's these two artists that collaborated and went to a cabin for a week and cool. just like wrote five songs. I don't know how many they wrote, but they released five of them. And I love both that EP and then EP or an album by a girl named, I think you pronounce it Claro. Cool. That I love. Nice. I don't um, know either of those. Like I'll check it out. You'll love both of them. I think. Sweet. There's my plugs. Monica, what are your plugs? Um, I'm going to plug the Little Women trailer. I haven't seen that. Oh, my gosh. I've never seen the original either. I've never seen the original. I've never read the book. I'm vaguely familiar with the musical. Um, I'm going to read the book, I think, before. Okay. But it's literally the best cast ever. It's it's Saoirse Ronan, Laura Dern, Meryl Streep, oh. Timothy Chalamet, Emma oh. Watson. Like, it's oh my gosh. unreal. Um, and the girl that was in Sharp Objects. Like, it's so good. Um, I've watched the trailer like four times already. So go watch it. And it comes out on Christmas. It's just going to yes. be the best. I'm so excited. And then um, if you've not seen When They See Us on Netflix. I still haven't seen it. That's on my list. Really, really, really good. Um, it will destroy you. I mean, I I mistakenly watched the very last one on a plane. <laughs> and it was just yeah. bawling. Um, but it's so well done. And it's really like really well paced out like you know there's four parts and you really get to see just all of it and it's it's really well done so I definitely see that. that yeah it's really good okay plugs plugs plugged plugs plugged thanks <laughs> interview <Yeah>. done <laughs> thanks for coming <laughs> <laughs> this is probably the interview in which you have talked least because of how fast but and loud and quickly it's I so talk. good though because i talked too damn much i, I love, do too. i just love listening to it though. and so already you girl over here is insecure right no you did a great job i don't normally do this with rose and yeah. i it gives you some confidence yes right the the bad thing was doing the tv shows in the enneagram because we'd be here for like six hours oh and like gosh. we'd be like two bottles <laughs> i'd be like wait what were we saying <laughs> like, by the end they get a little i had to do so much editing at the end because we go on these days edit as much as me if you want oh, as no. much of me as you want please it was it was awesome loved it and i'll see you wednesday for our yeah. co-write yes <laughs> yay bye i fidget when i get nervous <laughs> i know the ending is so, always so awkward it's like we're saying bye even though we're still right here <laughs>